Today, I'm going to give you 10 reasons you might hate parenting sometimes. Hey, no shame, we all do. But I want to help you to get out of these patterns and to start to love parenting and parenting from love. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, my name is Avital. I'm a mindful parenting coach and the mother of five. And today I'm going to help you to break some patterns that are making you really not enjoy parenting because my whole goal here is to help you to love parenting and to parent from love, to create a sense of family bliss where you actually enjoy your time with your little kids. So the first reason that you might hate parenting and really not enjoy it is because you haven't come to terms yet with your own childhood. When we haven't done any kind of inner work, inner reflection of understanding how we were parented, what actually happened in that childhood of ours, then we are holding on to a whole bunch of baggage. Our inner worlds are a bit like a minefield. And what can happen is we continuously get triggered by our children's behaviors because we haven't addressed our inner wounds, our inner child, if you like. Now, one of the best books for working through this is Parenting from the Inside Out by Dr. Daniel Siegel. Um, Another great approach is to go to therapy and to actually make strides to really understand and make sense of what happened to you in your childhood and this doesn't mean your parents were bad parents. I'm sure they did the absolute best they can and they probably did a lot of things really, really right. But everybody's human and everybody has wounds from their childhood. Everybody has ways that they weren't properly seen, heard, witnessed, or maybe even neglected, abandoned, or abused. And if you haven't come to terms with those things, really faced them and understood them and put them in their proper place to rest, then they will continuously haunt you as you raise your children. Because we project onto our children things that we experienced in our past. And if we're not free from our past, then we can really suffer in our present and take it into the future as well. So my first tip for you, if you really find yourself getting constantly triggered and down and bummed out and angry and yelling and activated by parenting itself, by being with your kids, is to go through a deep process, a very real process, a psychological process of analysis, of understanding, And this doesn't mean you have to dig into your past for years and years and years or spend tons of money on a therapist's couch. It just means you need to do a little bit of work. That book will get you started. I'll link to it below to understand what happened and make conscious decisions of how you might want to do things slightly differently. Number two is you are still waiting to be parented yourself. And this is similar to tip number one because it harks back to your childhood. But if you never had a parent who truly nurtured you, someone who role modeled for you what it means to be an adult, someone who was really grown up and took responsibility for themselves and their lives and had enough space in their hearts and in their lives to nurture and nourish you emotionally and physically, then you might still be waiting. You might still feel depleted and unfulfilled and like you're waiting for someone to be kind and and patient and 
a leader, a guide for you. If you never experienced that with a parent that did it for you, then you might be having trouble giving that over to your children. And you might really hate it because you might feel like, why should I give and give and give and no one gives me anything in return? That's a sign that you feel depleted in yourself, that you feel that you've never been truly given to and loved unconditionally and cared for and led as a parent needs to lead their children. And the answer here beyond all of the psychological work and what we've spoken about already is to start to parent yourself, is to start to actually split your consciousness and become aware that you have an inner child that still hurts and still wants to be taken care of and still wants to be treated kindly and wants to be loved. And you also have your adult self that needs to grow up and take responsibility. And those are two very different sides of you, of each of us. And we need to come to terms with both of those sides and let them both live and breathe and be treated well. So it's hard to parent little kids when we feel like, hey, what about me? And if you're stuck in the what about me mindset, then I want you to start to treat yourself like another child in the family. Treat yourself kindly, take care of yourself. You're, you're making a meal, do it for yourself too, right? You're cleaning up after others, do it for yourself too. Really bring yourself into the equation, into the feeling of the family as someone who's also getting nurtured by you. This is a concept that's called self-parenting in many ways, right? Be the mother that you didn't have perhaps, or be the role model uh, that you needed. Split your personality and notice how you can hold space for your inner child that's crying out for attention. And you can also be that adult in the room that takes charge and leads the way. Number three is that your home is a mess. If you have too much stuff and your home is not functioning well and it's hard to run, things don't have a proper place, surfaces are piling up, laundry is not getting done or not getting put away, uh, you're never getting to a place where you can cook properly so you're just doing frozen meals the whole time, then you probably are gonna hate parenting because it's not a pleasurable experience to be in a chaotic space, to be in a space that isn't well run. And if you feel like it's all falling on you and you're not managing to do it, then of course you're going to feel incredibly stressed. One of the key lowest hanging fruit that you can embark on here is to actually have less in your space. Have only the things that fit. And this would demand a declutter and I have a lot of videos about minimalism and decluttering which I will link to below. But if your house is a mess and there's too much stuff to handle, then of course you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And of course, you're not gonna enjoy it very much. What we wanna do to really enjoy parenting is to create a great atmosphere in the home. I will link to my video about how to do that below. But the truth is that you have to make this a pleasurable experience for you. Parenting can be so unpleasant. We can suffer through it. It can be overwhelming and maddening and triggering, or it can be fulfilling, satisfying and pleasurable most of the time or much of the time. But it all is going to depend on the key steps that we take and whether or not we address our pain points. So you may or may not feel this about your life. Um, all of these points, you know, may or may not be the reason that you hate parenting, but they're just something to look at and see if that's happening and if it's making it an unpleasurable experience for you. Number four is that you haven't stepped into your CEO role 
yet. If you are waiting to be saved, if you are waiting for the school to tell you what to do, or your partner to make decisions, or your parents to direct you, or culture at large to save you somehow, then you haven't realized, my friend, the very difficult realization that we are grown-ups now. We are the captains of our ships, we are the decision makers, we are taking full responsibility for basically everything that goes on in our home. When we're stuck in a kind of passive, procrastinating energy of, we'll see, I don't know, I can't do it, I'm not equipped, I'm not the leader, someone else has always told me what to do, then we feel powerless and helpless and sometimes depressed. The truth is that we're kind of led down this path throughout our lives, right? Our whole childhood, we're told what to do by our parents and by school, then we're told what to do by, say, college or by our boss. And suddenly we find ourselves uh, leading our family, leading uh, our life in charge of ourselves financially, physically, emotionally, psychologically, all of that stuff. And we're grown-ups now. And we may not have ever made the psychological adjustment that we are the decision makers. We actually get to decide. We actually need to decide and we need to be leaders. So if you feel powerless and helpless and depressed, it means means that you have not yet taken on that role, stepped into it, and felt good about it. And of course, you're gonna hate parenting if you feel like you're not equipped, if you feel like, oh my God, this is too much responsibility, the burden is too great, I don't know what I'm doing, someone come and save me. And the thing here is to really understand, to start to empower yourself, to understand that you're the one who saves you. You're the one who makes decisions on how this home is gonna run, on what this family's gonna be like, on what the culture of the home is gonna be, what the boundaries and rules are gonna be, what the time management is going to be, what our social circles are going to be, our educational path, everything, 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 everything you make the decisions for. And that can be overwhelming and scary and make us feel like just you know, hiding and staying in bed, or it can be an exciting adventure. And it all depends on how you look at it. And I wanna invite you today to really look at it as an exciting adventure. This is real life, this is us. This is us fulfilling ourselves, stepping into our fullest roles. And that is where we can start to enjoy it more uh, rather than be so inhibited or insecure or intimidated by it. The next reason that you might hate parenting, I don't know, could be, is that you are giving way too much of yourself, that you're actually burning out regularly or on the brink of burnout at any given moment. So many of the parents that I speak to fall down this trap and they don't realize that parenting is a long marathon and it has to be sustainable. It is not a short sprint. So when they have a baby, they suddenly you know, give over their sleep, give over their marriages, give over their bank accounts, give over all of their time, all of their identity, all of their self-care, and just become a, a, you know, a floor rag that is at the mercy of every whim of this child and gives up all of their self-needs, basically, their self-care, as it were. And sometimes that's necessary because we have a baby who's sick or because we you know, fall upon hard times and we don't have any support. Uh, but that has to be as much as possible contained in short, uh, in short uh, periods of time and then quickly rehabilitated and reinstated as uh, a more sustainable approach. The approach that I'll just give, 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 and I will, you know, throw myself into parenting a million percent all of the time is not sustainable. If you give too much of yourself, you will very quickly have nothing left to give. It's that cup 
philosophy and, and a metaphor where if you fill up your cup, it spills over into others and you can fill up their cups too. But of course, if your cup is empty, you have nothing to give. So this is a very common parenting approach and I don't think it's a good idea. I think it makes us hate parenting. I think it makes us resentful of our children. I think it catapults us into victim mindset and it's just not very pleasurable to be in a place where you feel like you're always the one giving and you don't receive. The thing is that no one else is going to say, hey, why don't you sit down? Why don't you sleep in? Why don't you do a bit less? Why don't you chill? I'll take care of this. The more that we give, uh, the more people will happily receive because everybody wants that and everybody enjoys that and that includes our children. So if you're jumping up to get them the cup of water that they could get themselves, if you're rushing to tie their shoelaces when they're old enough to learn how to do it, um, if you're sitting there night after night for hours on end until they fall asleep when you could be setting a boundary and say, I'll come and check on you in 10 minutes and take your evenings back for yourself, or wherever it is that you're not taking care of yourself and your needs enough, you should just know that that is not sustainable long-term. I know it comes from an honorable place, from a giving, nurturing, loving place, um, but ultimately it's not very giving and nurturing really if it means that you become resentful, if it means that 10 years or 20 years down the line, you're gonna say, I gave up everything for you and now you owe me or you should be grateful or any of that stuff. Really, the giving that we give to our children ultimately in the healthiest way would come from a place of us just having more to give and us just being so happy to give and feeling so uh, unconditional in that giving. When we feel like we're burning out, we're giving too much, then of course we're going to hate parenting. We're really not going to enjoy it. We're going to feel completely depleted by it and like we want to escape it. So I just plea that you watch my video about self-care, uh, that you start to prioritize your own needs so that you can give from a place that is truly a cup that spilleth over. Number six is that you're not addressing key behaviors that are leading you to suffer. If your child is getting up multiple times in the night, is very whiny or clingy, is having severe tantrums all the time, is biting or hitting or kicking or talking back or making crazy messes or any of the behaviors that might be driving you a little bit crazy and making you not enjoy their company, then you need to address them. You need to have some kind of game plan. You need to learn about where those behaviors come from and how to handle them. I will link below to some resources for handling behaviors like screaming and tantrums um, that I have put together. And this is something that we invest heavily in in Present Play in our Create Power Month. We really learn about how to feel like we don't have to get into power struggles with our kids, but we have tools and we know how to handle very common, very normal, very healthy behaviors, but behaviors that are unpleasant nonetheless. So if you're living with unpleasant behaviors from your child and you're not addressing them, then of course you're gonna hate parenting. That's not fun. It's not fun to live with a child who is, you know, wild or rude or aggressive or violent and feel like we're powerless to stop that and to guide them and to be the parents that we need to be for that child. And what I want to just tell you and remind you is as the captain of the ship, as the parent, it is not only your right, but really it's your duty, in my opinion, to learn how to handle the behaviors that are disruptive and that are causing you to dislike your child or dislike their company. If your child is behaving in a
in a way that keeps making you not want to be with them or makes you repulsed or makes you frustrated or triggers you repetitively, then you can go out and seek the information, seek the guidance to address those behaviors and make real changes. And you've got to believe in yourself that you're capable of doing that, that you're not at the mercy or at the whim of your child's temperament or of your child's uh, stage or development. You can and you have agency to make changes there. And don't get stuck in a cycle that's just suffering. Uh, rather seek the support, the tools, the approach, make the plan, put it into action and reclaim your enjoyment and your pleasure at being in your child's company. A seventh reason that you might hate parenting is simply that you're not sleeping enough. So many parents I know are really sleep deprived and we like to blame this on our kids. They wake us up at night and sure that's true, but let's also take some responsibility for it. Are we going to bed too late? Are we scrolling on our phones before bed and disrupting our melatonin production? Are we actually not prioritizing our sleep properly and not practicing good sleep hygiene? Are we not taking naps when we possibly could? And this of course goes to other things like nutrition and and fitness and all the stuff to feel good. But sleep seems to be such a core one. And you have to remember that it is a torture element to keep people awake. People are tortured by uh, sleeplessness. And if you feel tortured, it might be nothing to do with the fact that you're parenting or the fact that your child behaves a certain way or the fact that your house runs a certain way. It might just be that you are physically tortured by a lack of sleep. And so you're depressed and exhausted and everything is just colored with that kind of horrible feeling, that gray cloud over your head that everything sucks and that life is hard. However, if you were well rested, you have mojo, you have energy, you have capacity uh, to handle it, to be creative, to be a leader, to be a problem solver, and to get a handle on some of these other things that we're talking about. So maybe you're just sleep deprived. Do you think you are? If so, take the time to really start to prioritize your sleep. I have videos about it uh, and you know we'd be very happy to support you in our free groups in Facebook, Love Parenting with Avital. Um, but this is a reason that you might really hate parenting and it can go on for decades. Parents can get into these loops of going to sleep late, of uh, stocking up on caffeine during the day and you might not even notice that for, for the whole decade of raising your little kids, you're sleep deprived and you're not your best self and so you're suffering and it's affecting every area of your parenting I promise you and if it is because of your kids then again you have the power to make changes to that kids can learn to sleep with consistency and support and com comfort and high expectations and a lot of follow-through they really can most children can learn to stay in their beds all night and sleep well I have a lot of videos about this we have a lot of resources about this inside of present play and a lot of incredible wisdom in our community so I invite you to tap into that um, but ultimately if you are stuck blaming your children again and again like I can't sleep because of them um, then I want you to take back that responsibility and say actually it's up to me to teach them how to sleep and what our expectations are and to set the right atmosphere for it because our sleep is crucially important to every other area of our life. 
Number eight is that you may just not be taking your pleasures where you can get them. You may not be treating yourself very well. Maybe you're actually stuck in a bit of a suffering mode because your mindset is that you need to be a victim or a martyr or to give up on your fun and on your joy because you're a parent now. I've seen parents who tell me I could never leave my child with a babysitter, they only want me, I can't even go to the supermarket by myself, or I don't have time to paint my nails, or I don't have time to drink my coffee while it's hot. And I've got to call a little bit of BS on this. Sometimes it's true, you know, sometimes we have extraneous circumstances that really demand that we have zero self-care. Although even then, it would be better if we <laughs> tried to prioritize it so that we could show up well uh, to the emergency or to the difficulty. However, most of us and most of the people I speak to could certainly swing a little bit more self-care or a little bit more uh, treating themselves nicely, but they're not prioritizing themselves. They're not taking their pleasures where they can. A lot of moms or new moms let themselves go completely, right? Like, oh, I'll just eat whatever, you know, my toddler's leftovers. I'll just stay in the same pajamas for three days in a row. I don't need to take care of myself anymore because now it's all about my child. And I think that that mindset for most people actually leaves us feeling really down. It doesn't feel good. We too are people, not just our kids. We too have needs. We too get to enjoy our life if we so choose. And I wanna to recommend to you that you choose to enjoy your life, that you choose to treat yourself well and to take your pleasures where you can. So what I mean by that is if you want to have a walk and be in nature, then have a walk and be in nature with your children. It's absolutely fine. If you wanna get a babysitter and go out with your partner in the evening, then do so if you can afford to or do a date in, right? If you wanna save the money. But the point is to actually uh, enjoy your life, to prioritize it, to make it something that you care about. And the reason I say this is not to be frivolous or just over the top or to assume that everybody has all this extra time or money to do this kind of thing, but actually because when we take up pleasures where we can. It's a way of re-energizing ourselves and it makes us more sustainable in the long term to show up for our kids with a smile on our face. We don't feel so resentful. We don't feel like we give, 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 give and never get anything back because we feel like, no, I do get something back. You know, I took that bath or I fixed myself the food I love or I put an arrangement of flowers on the table that is enjoyable to me. If you are in a mindset of I'll be dead last or I don't matter anymore, that's going to leave you feeling like you hate parents parenting. That's going to leave you feel feeling bummed out, like you've been left behind, like you're not a person anymore because now you're all about the baby, you're all about the kids. I don't think it's a good approach and I don't think it's what I want my children to see. I want my children to treat themselves well when they're adults and to enjoy their lives. I think you only live once, you've got to enjoy it, you've got to take your pleasures where you can and I want them to see that I do that too, and that I deserve that respect uh, and that joy as well. I think that when I have that kind of self-approach, that I know that I'm worthy, that I know that I am valuable too, that I know that this is my life too, and I wanna enjoy it too, then my kids are likely to treat me that way, likely to treat others that way, and likely to treat themselves that way as well. Number nine, reason why you might hate parenting right now is because you're comparing yourself to others. 
I know, we all are. We're on social media, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook is all full of happy families on the beach living their best lives and looking amazing. And that comparisonitis, as you know, is the thief of joy and really makes it very, very hard for us to love our lives. And if you are finding yourself constantly comparing yourself unfavorably to others, I want you to think about what that's doing to your level of happiness and health. I sometimes catch myself looking at families and thinking how incredible they look or how amazing their houses are or how happy they seem or how peaceful they are. And of course, we all have to remind ourselves that we're just seeing the highlight reels. We're just seeing the touched up, uh, edited photos that people have chosen to publish and show to us. They are showing us, including myself, the very best face of their family, the very best part of their lives. We're not seeing everything it took to get there. We're not seeing the arguments that happened a moment before the picture was taken. We're not seeing the low lights, right? The down times. And also we're seeing someone else, someone else with a different set of resources and genes and approaches and values and lifestyles and all of that stuff. Someone with a completely different kind of deck of cards that they were handed. And so it's ridiculous. It's comparing apples to oranges for us to compare ourselves to them. I think we all know this logically, but we still do it. We still scroll and just end up feeling bad about ourselves. So if you feel like you hate parenting, maybe you are comparing yourself to some ideal that does not exist, that is not real, some fantasy, some image in a magazine or an Instagram that isn't even true for those people, let alone for you. And instead of that, I want you to really start to turn inwardly and look at the things you love about your own life. When you notice something on Instagram, you can say, oh, that's interesting. I notice I'm always jealous of those Hawaii families. <laughs> that's mine. And that actually could be really useful information to say, oh, I guess that's something I want to add to my vision board. I guess that's something that I do want to introduce more into our lives, going to the beach or eating, you know, mangoes, whatever it is. But also, I want you to turn inwardly and appreciate the things that you have in your life, how your life is beautiful and incredible and amazing and so much to be grateful for. When we flip that around and start practicing gratitude for what we have rather than noticing all the things we don't have and compared to others, we just feel so much better. It's proven to peak our happiness. You're much less likely to hate parenting right now and you're much more likely to feel good in your day-to-day -day life. And finally, the 10th reason that maybe you hate parenting right now is if you have a fixed mindset. If you think that things and people don't really change, if you think that your kid's crazy behavior right now is never gonna change, or that you're never gonna stop yelling, or that you're never gonna be in shape, or you're never gonna eat healthier, or you're never gonna have an organized home or a better schedule, you're never gonna get handle on your challenges. If you think in essence that you're stuck forever where you are right now, instead of feeling like things are permanent and pervasive and very personal, which are all the characteristics of pessimism, we wanna look at our lives through a lens of optimism and notice that our challenges are transient, they're impersonal, and they're things that we can overcome. Carol Dweck has a fabulous book on mindset that teaches us the difference between the fixed mindset that sees things as unchanging and the growth mindset that notices that things are forever changing. Just like nature is changing on a molecular level at every single moment, 
so too are we. And children change at a particularly rapid pace usually. They grow very quickly and one phase quickly passes. You've heard the phrase, this too shall pass, right? And it applies both to the good and the bad. Everything changes all of the time. We go from one season to the next. And if you hate parenting, you might be feeling like you're stuck buried where you are. Like you don't have agency or authorship and creativity to make the changes and to flow into the next and perhaps better iteration of you. And so I wanna remind you that everything changes and that you do have that capacity, that children are particularly malleable. They really do shape and mold as things change. They're adaptable and adjustable and so are we. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.